0: Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. So when I was asked to preach, I woke up this morning. I was like, I'm probably going to get a phone call to get asked to preach. And then I got a message saying, hey, could you preach? And I said, absolutely. I just woke up knowing that. So, so, um, but uh, so I was, I, I was praying. I was like, God since you told me, you didn't tell me what the message was gonna be. So you kind of left that part out. <laughs> and so I was just praying and just seeking the Lord. And I came up with the title of my message was, um, was gonna be, you're amazing and you love us so much and you answer all of our prayers, no matter big or small. And it's how much God loves us so much that um, he does anything he wants to. But I thought that was super long. So I just figured it'd be, wow, God. So just wow, God, you know, because we all have those moments in our life where it's like, wow, God, you know, I've had tons of those moments in my life where God has just shown up and done some amazing things in my life. And I'm thinking, how in the world did that even happen? I mean, I couldn't even orchestrate that. I don't think I could have ever um, put that together. It just was a wow, God. So, so this morning I thought I'd be completely and totally vulnerable with you guys um, and share parts of my story, my testimony that were, are, are intimate and that um, not a lot of people know. So um, 14 years ago and then 12 years before that, um, I was a full-blown drug addict. And I was a meth addict, I used to manufacture, I used to sell, um, and of course, use my own products. <laughs> and so um, it was 12 long years of my deep, long addiction. It destroyed lives, destroyed families. Um, you know, it, just, it was amazing just how God kept me alive. But I knew that there was a plan in my life. In the depths of my addictions, People would come over to my house and we would use and I'd have Christian music playing in the background. And it was the weirdest thing. I grew up in a Christian home. I knew what was right and I chose to do what was wrong. And people were like, what's up with this music? I'm like, just shut up. (laughs) Just shut up. (laughs) Because in my mind, I knew that if I had a connection with God, I wasn't too far gone. That was my connection. that was my, my reasoning of man, if, if I still understood what God was saying in this message, i 'm not too far gone. And so that was my reasoning, no matter how weird it may sound, but uh, that was my reasoning and so as i as I tried to get off, you know you go to you get in trouble during that time and you go to probation, then you you know go to drug counseling and all that stuff, and I was told for a very long time that well, once an addict, always an addict. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a horrible thing to say to somebody. And they said, you're always going to be in recovery. And I stood up and I said, well, if I'm always going to be in recovery, then what's the point of ever quitting anyway? And they're like, well, well that's a good question. <laughs> of course it was, because I asked it. No. And so you know, I started thinking of these things, and I started realizing some things. And in my depths of addiction, I still had that connection, right? And so um, one day I was sitting in a cell... And God did something amazing in my life. I can't tell you exactly what it was. I can't put words to it. Um, but it was like a literal circumcision of my heart. And he completely ridded me of the want, of the need, and the desire to do drugs ever, ever again. And, you know, it, it was something that, was like, I didn't think it was possible, because I was always told these things, these lies, these, these things that I always believed in. And you know, how many of you know if you believe in something, you then become to partner with it? You partner with it, whether it's a truth or a lie. So we become partners with whatever we believe. And so, in order to break that partnership with a lie, is to inject truth into it. And the only truth that's gonna break a lie is Jesus Christ's truth in our lives. And so I started looking at some things in my life and I was like, you know what? I am not an addict because that's not what the Bible says that I am, number one. Number two, um, I'm never gonna be an addict for the rest of my life. So these things can be broken. These things can be broken. There's not a plan B in life, folks. There's just not. God has destined us. God has purposed us into a plan. He's like, but you really screwed that one up. Plan B, let's look at the book. See if you can screw plan B up. No, there's always a plan A. Always, always, always. We may mess up plan A over and over and over again, but there's always wow God moments in the mix of that thing. And you know, we've prayed for our loved ones. We've prayed for things. We've prayed for ourselves, you know, to, to end addiction or end poverty or in or, um, disease or, or whatever the case is. And sometimes we're like, did God really answer that prayer? Did God really uh, hear that prayer? Well, needless to say, we've all prayed those stupid prayers, and we've all prayed those one prayers. That we're like, now, was that too much? Or is that not enough? You know, it, so we've all prayed those things. And so my mom used to, um, we would used to come over, and she would pray for me, and, and she would say the weirdest things to me, like, you are a mighty man of God. And my wife would look at her and say, did you see what he looks like? He's... he's He's like skin and bones and um, a drug addict. And he's like, he's a mighty man of God. He's a mighty man of God. And so she would speak those words into my life, whether I believed them or not. It, didn't, it was irregardless whether I believed him or not. It was the truth that was interjecting in the lies that I was believing. And so um, she would just say, you're a mighty man of God. You're a mighty man of God. And I'm thinking, you are crazy, woman. You are crazy, You know, and just to back up a little bit, you know, when I grew up in a Christian home, I was, I didn't really want too much of that because I just wanted to live my own life. I didn't want to be directed into my own, into a path. I wanted to choose my path. And as you know that if you choose your path, it's more meaningful. So if you choose God, it's more meaningful to you instead of like saying, no, you need to go this way or you need to absolutely go this direction. People will automatically rebel. I rebelled 100% of the time when I did that but when I chose it and when I saw God's goodness in the front of my life, then I knew that I needed to follow that path. I knew that there was something there. I knew that God had something, a calling, that I needed to answer, but I didn't know what it was. And so, you know, none of us have grown up. Our parents decided, before birth, what we wanted to do, you know, it said, hey, they're gonna be the greatest doctor ever, or they're gonna be, you know, the military general or whatever, you know. As parents, we have great desires and wishes for our children, right? My mom didn't rock me in the cradle and say, man, you're gonna be the best drug addict ever. (laughs) You're gonna break the law a lot, and um, you're probably gonna spend the rest of your time in prison, but hey, you know, you're my baby. (laughs) <laughs> no she didn't say any of that she was calling blessings over my life she was ministering she was like man i hope you grow up to be better than me i hope you grow up to have a future and a plan well god's saying the same thing for us right god's saying you will have a future and a plan that i've predestined for you that you could walk in that you can grab a hold of and so a couple of scriptures that um I stood on is Ephesians 2.10. And this is out of the English Standard Version. It's one of my favorite versions. And uh, it says, uh, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, with which Christ, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. He didn't say you probably should walk in them. He said you walk in them. You know, nowhere in the Bible that I ever, you know, there's only one thing that Nike has ever done. And it was the logo, just do it. It's amazing because nowhere in the Bible, Hebrew or Greek, have I ever read that it says, try to be a better person. Try to follow Jesus. It said, just do it. Just do, just do, just do, just do. He didn't tell the disciples, well, try to heal a person. No, he says, my name, just do it. Just do it. And so I started taking that mentality on in my life as this, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. I'm no longer going to look back at the life that people defining me from, but I'm gonna look forward to where Christ called me to. And I'm gonna know and I'm gonna understand what that means in my life. And so after that 12 years of, of my addiction, I walked in and stepped in total freedom. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So it's been over 14 years now. My wife and I have been, had an amazing life. And you know what? It's um, because I made the choice. That's the only thing that I can take credit for is making the choice. God did the rest. And so, but I'm not saying that in that 12 years, it wasn't hell on earth. I put my family through hell. My wife thinks she's going crazy because of the lies and the things that I would tell her. She's like, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to understand. But she stood on something too. Before I got married to her, it was, it was the craziest thing. This is funny how just God orchestrates things. So in my whirlwind of addiction, I said, there's no way I can get married to an unbeliever. <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> you know, there's just no way. And so um, you, we would drink and party together and stuff. And you know, she, wasn't using, she didn't use drugs, but I was hiding my drug use from her and stuff. And I said, you know, Lord, Before I get married to her, she's gotta uh, give her life over to Jesus, and you know that was weird too, you know. And so, because I wasn't following Jesus at the time, but out of that, I don't even know what it was. (laughs) Out here, I I said that, and so we were at a Power Team conference. I don't know if anybody know the Power Team conference. like ripping phone books and all that jazz. Well, they're at UNC. And uh, uh, they gave an altar call. they like, man, uh, they had a store and then an altar call. And I was like, man, this is cool, man. And then all of a sudden I look, and then my fiance is gone, walking up. She's like, walking up to the front. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's actually happening. <laughs> In that very moment, I'm like, yep, now I can marry her. <laughs> she gave her life to the Lord. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, um, a normal, like, hey, I'm going to still struggle with things and I'm still going to, when she decided that she was going to give her life to the Lord, it was boom, instant, boom, turn, walk the other direction. I'm like, how do you do that? For me, I'm struggling here. And it was, you know, it was crazy because vulnerability time, we were going to get married and, um, you know, all the things that come with marriage, she's like, I'm going to stop doing that until we get married. I'm like, this whole thing backfired in my life, you know? I mean, come on, it's completely backfired. And so I'm I'm rethinking my thoughts here and my decisions and I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, what am I doing? But you know what? That's exactly what I needed because I needed somebody strong by my side to coach me, to pray for me, that that we were in this relationship, this covenant that we were gonna enter into. I needed that somebody to pray for me because I believe that maybe God heard the prayers more of a a covenant partner? I don't know. But when we got married, it just went further downhill, further downhill. And um, it was only God. It was like a wow God moment that I knew that only God could um, resurrect anything that uh, he put in me. And so um, when I was sitting um, there and, and decided to change my life and step in a new direction, God deposited um, Ephesians 3, 16 through 21 in my life. And I stood on that from the moment he put it in my life till now. And um, it's a prayer of the Ephesians prayer. And instead of saying you, I put me, i replaced the you's with I's because I made a personal in my life. So in Ephesians 3, 16 through 21 it's the niv and it says i pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen me with power through his spirit in my inner being so that christ may dwell in my heart through faith and i pray that you that me being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the other holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. So let me stop right there. So it surpasses knowledge. So God loves us so much that we can't even think what that even means. It surpasses our knowledge. That means our little pea brain can't even determine what that love looks like. God loves us so much that he was willing to die for us on the cross to save us from us. You know, have you really thought of that for a moment? You know, I've heard parents say, I'd go to hell and back for my kids or I'd die for my kids. But when it comes right down to it, would you? Absolutely, I would, because I knew the benefit because my life is not more precious than my sons or daughters because they have a life to live. And if I had to sacrifice my life for them, Go ahead. So Jesus bankrupted heaven, came down to earth to say, I say no to addiction, I say no to poverty, I say no to disease, I say no to all of this. And I'm choosing to bankrupt heaven, sitting at the right hand of my Father, to come down here and love these people. Wow. And let's go on, it says, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. So there's no tape measure that's gonna measure the fullness here. There's really not. I mean, my dogs freak out when you do the tape measure thing and it's fun, but you know what? <laughs> when God starts measuring his love for us, it keeps going and going and going. And I feel like my dog sometimes, I'm like, I'm freaking out because does he still love me? But his tape measure keeps going on and on and on and on. You know, sometimes I felt in my life that I was like, I dare you to love me after this. I dare, me, I dare you to love me after this. But God always takes that dare. He's like, I love you regardless. I love you in your sin, and I love you out of your sin. Regardless where you're at, I love you. It doesn't change. And that blew my mind. And so verse 20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably, there again, we can't measure it, more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, To him be glory in the church and the Christ Jesus throughout the generations forever and ever. So that means it's gonna last forever. He can do, he is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or think. So when I was sitting there in the depths of my addiction, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? God loves me. Now he's gonna have to prove it. And he did. He proved it because he completely set me free. And during that freedom, God's done some amazing things in our lives. You know, we started a nonprofit ministry called Lamb Ministries, and um, we saw people set free, and we started seeing people um, just uh, die to self and come alive to Jesus Christ. And we are thinking to myself, you know, wow, Lord, you blew this up overnight all because I said yes to something. All because I said yes to something. And so today I'm thinking, what do we need to say yes to in our lives? What, what, what wow God moment do we need to have in our lives that's gonna change our direction, change our path that we've decided to take in our lives? You're thinking, ah, you know, I don't really know. Well, God knows and he'll make it known to you. But we need to take the first step and have that wow God moment in our lives and say, okay, God, where do you want me to be? And you know what? It's a scary place to say that because it's gonna take us out of our comfort zone. It's gonna take us out of the place that we've always known and put us into a place where it's uncharted waters. Waters, And we're gonna be like, whoa, how do I navigate this? <laughs> Come on, God's got this. It's a wow God moment. He loves to have these wow God moments. I remember when, I was, uh, when we were in full-time ministry and we had, um, we had a men's home and we were transporting them back and forth to groups and I was like, Lord, we need a van. We need a van to transport these guys back and forth to groups. So Danita and I are laying in bed and we're like, huh, let's just pray about it. I said, Lord, we need a van. That's it. And so we were at the group, like a couple days later, and I get a phone call from a guy. He's like, hey, I got a van that I picked up at an auction. It's a, f- a 17 passenger van. I'm going to put new tires on it. You come pick it up. But What? What? We didn't even hold a sign out on the street corner saying, we need a van, you know, or anything. or We didn't petition our request to the churches and say, hey, could you help us buy a van or anything? It was just completely God. Completely God. And so that kind of prayer just motivated me to pray more stupid prayers, right? And so more simple prayers. I didn't want to pray like prayers that last like 10, 15 minutes. You know, I was like, Lord... We need this, so I'm depending on you, Daddy. You know? And he's like, all right, all right, not a problem. And so when I, when I started praying those, um, those weird prayers, <laughs> um, God just started knocking my socks off, craziness. And it was all because I was vulnerable with God, all because I decided to open up to him and say, here I am, God. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, they were pretty vulnerable, right? They didn't um, have any clothes or anything. And they were walking through the cool of the garden just chatting with God. You know, hey, did you hear this one today? You know, about the jackrabbit, you know? you know? I don't know what the conversations were, but you know, they were probably pretty amazing just walking with God, just in the cool of the day. And then they sinned and then they hid themselves. And God's like, I know where you're at. Come out. You know? Let's not play this hide and seek game. And so God wants us to be that vulnerable with him all the time. He says, you know what? He wants you to give your addictions. He wants you to give your diseases. He wants to give you your shortcomings. He wants to have you give all of that to him. And it doesn't matter what they are. It doesn't, you think God hasn't seen ugly before? Come on. God knows your, your deepest, darkest secrets. God knows what you hide from everybody. God knows those things. He wants you to expose him. He wants you to expose them to him. Even though he already knows, he wants you to mouth that out and say, God, God, I am broken, I am lost, I need help. You know, I just need it. And so, you know, it doesn't matter. The, the, The prayer doesn't need to be eloquent. You know, make the cry, the ugly cry face. I don't care. But just, it's gotta be the point where God listens and then you listen. And then he talks and then you talk. It's just a normal conversation to have these wow God moments in your life. And so... Um, during this wow God moment, uh, my wife and I, we've been married for what, 18, 19 years now? 18, wow. And so um, during our 10 year anniversary, we decided to go to Mexico. And you know, I was like, I haven't been to the ocean for you know, like ever I don't think of that moment. And um, I spent 90% of my time in the water. And we were swimming. My eyes were hurting, and and we met this couple, this older couple, and we just started, you know, hanging out with them and kind of just sharing Jesus and you know back and forth. And you know, he was like, "Well, I'm not sure that you know Jesus is real." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not here to pressure you. I'm just here on vacation and um, you know just to have some good times." But uh, we're in water one day, and uh, the waves were hitting us, and you know it was, you know, if you ever come out and then you get the waves. You're like over here at the moment. And so I just, I was just enjoying the waves and enjoying everything. And you know, I, I said, God, man, my eyes are hurting. I should have brought goggles. I should have brought goggles. You know, I was complaining. I told the guys like, man, I should have brought goggles. I should go up there and spend whatever amount of money they want at the resorts uh, for goggles. And he's like, yeah, maybe you should have, you know. And I was like, because My eyes were just the salt water in them, everything, and I was going underwater. And so, the moment I was like, "God, give me goggles!" You know, just just one of those dumb prayers, right? And so, here's this couple and my wife, and this wave just hits me, and I fall on you know on my tippy toes, waving with the wind, and I take a step, and all of a sudden I feel something. I'm like, "Ooh, what was that?" I step again, and I'm like, what in the world is that? So, you know, I'm digging with my toes, you know, like you normally do in the sand, and you grab them and pull them up. <laughs> Guess what God gave me? <laughs> Goggles. <laughs> I had to have witnesses there. God had to have witnesses there to know this wasn't a lie. I, I, I put them on. Oh, my, oh my God. These are the goggles that God gave me. I can't believe them. And I wore them the rest of the trip. I was like, you know how good God is? He gave me goggles for Pete's sake. So if we could all stand, because God wants to give you goggles in your life today. God wants to give you the whatever you're praying for, whether it's small, big, or large. He wants to say, guess what, son or daughter? I'm listening. I'm listening to your requests. I'm listening to your petitions. I hear what you're saying. Now let me give it to you. Let me hear. So I'm just going to say, can we just be vulnerable here as a a family together and and, and ask God for our goggles? What does God want to give you? What, is, what are the desires of your heart that you've been standing on, that you've been praying for, that you said, man, I don't know if this is ever going to happen? <laughs> God just chuckling and say, yeah, it's going to happen, all right. Maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day that you're going to step out and say, you know what, I'm ready. I am ready for anything that you have for me, God, whether big, small, or whatever. He just wants us to step out. And be vulnerable and and allow Him to create that wow God moment in our lives. That's it. It's that simple. We're the ones that complicate it. So don't complicate things. Let the wave of His love hit you, reposition you, and then you find your goggles, right? Simple thing is goggles. God says, I care about His eyes. I care about him so much and I love him so much, I'll give him goggles. You know, at that moment, I don't know what hurt my eyes, the worst, the salt water or the tears because I just like, oh my gosh. It was amazing. And so, you know, God wants to do something amazing in your life too. So can we just pray and ask God, say, God, here I am. And those of you that are here for the first time or ever heard a message or or anything and says, you know what, maybe I want that wow God moment in my life. I don't have this relationship with Jesus. I, I want this relationship. My life has turned in directions left and right, and I've taken detours. And, you know, how many of you have taken detours? And it's just, it's horrible. It sucks. Even like... Real detours in life where you're construction and you're like lost, you're driving around neighbors, like, where am I? You know, kind of thing. But it always gets you back to the way that you need to go. That's all right because God wants to do that too. Might have you in a detour, he might have you here and there, but God always gets you back to where you need to be. Always, always, always. And so if we can just repeat this prayer, if you've prayed this prayer for the first time asking Jesus for your life, man, that's amazing amazing get ready for a wild ride get ready for God's love to impact you in unmeasurable ways because it says it in scriptures, it's not something I'm just making up in measurable ways wow, that's good so if we can pray this together and repeat after me Father God thank you for who you are thank you for your immeasurable love Thank you, Father God, for loving me. Lord, I ask you to come into my life, to impact it, to change it, and show me your love. Be Lord of my life. And I choose this day to turn in your direction. In Jesus' name. So the next step after that prayer is actually the do part. It's now you gotta do something with it. You've gotta go out and just say, you know what, I'm I'm laying everything down, not looking back and I'm moving forward. Because what's behind you doesn't define you, it's who made you and created you defines who you are. So, um, yeah, go, be blessed with that and uh, just remember, do it and create those wow God moments in your life. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights Podcast. We appreciate your support and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church, where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us and we hope you have a blessed week.